Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. Well, hi everyone. Hey, great to have you watching today. A special thank you for, to Thomas and Caitlin. Um, just, I'm just constantly grateful uh, for your big hearts and all that you do to serve our church at Coast Vineyard here. And especially just with giving us songs that, that help us to just express our love and worship of God. So thank you guys. And, uh, and we're into this season, Advent season. Christmas is just a stone's throw away now. And uh, week one of the Advent calendar. And I just love the whole symbolism and tradition and nostalgia of the uh, the wreaths and the candles. And, you know, these traditions go back thousand years. And uh, the first candle is the candle of hope. And uh, so I'm going to be talking a little bit about hope today, so I hope you're up for hearing that. But before we do, why don't we pray? Let me pray. Join with me if you will, and then we'll get into it. So God, I pray that you would plant hope in our hearts today. Hope that stands on your goodness and your faithfulness. Hope that doesn't get blown away by any small puff of wind or, or even a big storm, but hope that stands firm hope that releases life into our hearts so we ask for that today and not just today god but for our lives amen all right so as we talk about hope uh like wow we are seeing so many people who who don't live with hope and and it seems like without hope they're they tend to so quickly go towards anger and like we're a year and a half now into this global health crisis and our news is filled up every day with bad news from COVID. It's very rare that it's not the headline uh, thing on the news that is something COVID related. Um, you know, millions of people around the world have died. Millions, millions more have become very, very ill and governments have prevented people from getting together and connecting to try and limit the, the deadly impacts and and then this has led to financial problems and loneliness and anxiety and anger. And, you know, all of us, we've missed out on, on holiday trips or uh, we've missed out on maybe school balls or uh, going to church. We've missed out on playing sports and watching sports and birthday parties and weddings and visiting people in hospital, uh, funerals. Look, I, I know that there are many people that are living with fear and anxiety and um, even as these restrictions are easing it's still there it's like should i let my kids go back to school um you know do i want to go back to school if you're you know in that place should i go to the mall like and what if i catch covid or what if my parents catch it or my grandparents you know we've sort of heard of a increase in relationships not surviving of of mental health issues increasing and and so many people are lonely. Like people who have lived alone have had such a hard time, such a difficult time. You know, for, for many, there's a, a real gratitude for a vaccine to lower the community health risk, and which has given the government confidence to allow more 
connecting and opening up of uh, getting together again. Uh, but then, you know, so, a number of the experts uh, are saying, hey, well, watch out, you know, prepare for more outbreaks as, of COVID, you know, school's back now and Auckland borders are about to open and restaurants and cafes are, are firing up again and people are able to meet again. Self-isolation instead of managed isolation and international borders opening. Um, so you've heard it all, you know it all, lots happening on, but like I tell you, this Christmas, we really do need hope, don't we? You know, Matthew chapter 12 in the Bible, we see the apostle Matthew wrote that book of the Bible. He's writing about Jesus and he quotes from Isaiah, the Old Testament prophet. And he says this about Jesus, in his name, the nations will put their hope. There's this beautiful small book in the Bible uh, written by the Apostle Peter. Now, Peter was the, the fisherman who Jesus said, come and follow me. And, and we read that he wanted to walk on the water towards Jesus and kind of semi-successful. Um, he's the one that Jesus said, I'm going to build my church through you, Peter. And, um, but then Peter also was the one that denied Jesus when Jesus was being condemned to be crucified. And then it's Peter who became the leader of the church in Jerusalem. Um, but he wrote this letter to be distributed to Christians who were scattered and exiled, which means that so basically they're thrown out of their homes and driven away. But to those that were all through Asia and Turkey, and it's now called First Peter in the Bible, and it's a letter giving hope to people who are suffering. Let me read uh, the, the, from the first chapter, First Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold which perishes even though refined by fire may result in praise glory and honor when jesus christ is revealed though you have not seen him you love him and even though you do not see him now you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy for you are receiving the end result of your faith the salvation of your souls. Woo! So Peter's telling them and us that the way that you're going to thrive in exile or in a tough time or in a pandemic or whatever life throws at you is holding on to your hope. Hopelessness is not a Christian option. Hopelessness, it's not a, a reflection that we have to take on about the state of the world. It's hopelessness is more of a comment about the state of our souls. 
And Peter is saying our life in God is a new birth into a living hope. You know, many people are scared of death. You know, how do you deal with death if you have got no Christian framework, if you've got no hope of a, a future inheritance that can never fade? Or you've got no hope of how it says in the Message Bible, uh, the day is coming when you'll have it all, life healed and whole. I mean, that's hope words right there. How do you deal if you don't have this? I read an article just this week talking about uh, how to overcome the fear of death. And the person who wrote that had obviously had no framework or grid, whatever, of Christian hope. But this article, it said this, it said, don't waste your time worrying about death. Instead, fill each day with as much joy as possible and don't let things get you down. Go outside, play with your friends, <laughs> pick up a new sport. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, like many of the people who fear death are those who are closest to it, those that are in their golden years. And how unhelpful is advice like, hey, hey, granddad, you, you should pick up a new sport. And then the article also says, it's just do anything that will take your mind off dying. Swing dance, skip rope, get a tattoo, take a French cooking class, do anything to help get your mind off the fact that one day you will die. I mean, it just sounds like denial and distraction. It's, it's, if anything, it's empty hope. And empty hope will not help us get through real suffering, like the death of a loved one or a, a job loss or dreams derailed or a broken heart. But Peter talks of a living hope. Praise be to God, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And, and this is not optimism. This is not a, just a positive frame of mind. This isn't turning that frown upside down. This is finding hope in that which we can be sure of. And in so many places in the Bible, we are encouraged to hope in God or in Christ. Put our hope in God's steadfast love. You know, for most of us that are what would be watching this video, we have done this. And at either that, at that moment or many other moments throughout our uh, life of faith, we have experienced that Jesus is alive and real, a giver of peace, a giver of joy, an ever-constant comfort in times of trouble, and a living hope. But here's the big question for us all as we begin our run towards Christmas. You know, still in the midst of pandemic management, where do you put your hope? Like, actually, like, where do you put your hope? Not just the, the answer that we're supposed to say as, uh, as God's people and Christians, but where, you know, like, is, is, it, is your hope in maybe in a recovering economy? Is your hope in your job? Is your hope in your holiday? Like, that, that will fix everything? Is your hope in the vaccine? Well, the Apostle Peter says that we can have a living hope I hope that everything will work out in the end when we put our faith in Jesus. I hope that is real, it's alive and life-giving, a sure foundation. You know, it's a hope that's anchored in the past. Jesus rose. 
We can have hope because of Jesus' resurrection from the dead. And that's what so much of our scripture said. It's like when we look at that, that gives us the hope to know that if it if God would do it for him, he can do it for all of us. But you might ask, well, but how do we know that this really happened? Sure, none of us were there. But I'll tell you, there's just some incredible books that are being written currently with some new generation of biblical scholars and they're examining uh, the, 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 the writings, the literature, the archaeology in fresh ways. And the, the evidence for the resurrection of Jesus is so compelling and so strong. If you wanted to find out some of those um, books and some of those uh, biblical scholars, then do get in touch. Our hope is anchored in the past. Our hope is also for today. Like, because Jesus lives. Jesus is with us. As I said before, like so many of us could tell of experiencing God's presence and goodness and peace or joy that comes from Jesus just even in this last week. Jesus lives. Past, present, and our hope is completed in the future because Jesus is coming. Again, in chapter 1 in First Peter, Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. And it's important to re- remind ourselves as well, just while we're you know talking about hope, that our hope is realistic. It doesn't tell us that every day we're going to be skipping through the sunny, warm meadows and we throw down our picnic blankets and pull some warm muffins out of our picnic basket and have a cup of or a glass of rosé and and you know we're singing with the bluebirds and it's like Peter is not preaching a prosperity gospel that says the outcome of your life is a byproduct of your faith or lack of it. He's not saying that. You know, hey, if you have enough faith, then the virus won't hurt you or your loved ones. And it's like, well, no one in the New Testament preaches this. Peter says this. 1 Peter 1.6 In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Even with our hope in Jesus, we may have to suffer. But Peter goes on to say, these have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Our hope is realism, not optimism or pessimism, realism. We look at the facts, we look at the unpleasantness square in the eye and say, nevertheless, we will prevail. We will win in the end. We have set our hope on the resurrection of Jesus and even death will not defeat us. It is this hope that is living and realistic that sustains us in the hard times and it's hope that causes us And helps us to punch through the quitting points in life. You know, whether it's the quitting point in our marriage or or in school or at our jobs or even our faith in Jesus itself. It's this hope that, that gives us the ability to punch through those and not quit. I just want to finish by reading from a famous essay by the author 
uh, C.S. Lewis. It's called uh, The Weight of Glory. Very famous. He he preached it at uh, St. Mary's Church in Oxford, and uh, we had the great delight and privilege of living in Oxford for three years. And, uh, you know, we stood on the same pulpit where he gave this, uh, this message. But he talks about what it means that Christians will receive praise and glory and honor when we see Jesus. He says this, glory means brightness, splendor, luminosity. We are going to shine like the sun. We do not merely want to see beauty. We want something else that can hardly be put into words, to be united with the beauty we see, to pass into it, to receive it into ourselves, to bathe in it, to become part of it. In other words, one day, the trials we've experienced in this life will pass away. We'll not only see God's glory, but His glory will shine in us and through us. We will be filled with God's glory. There will be dark times ahead of us, but those of us who have entrusted our lives to Christ will one day shine like the sun. We will prevail, we will win, and we will be filled with the glory of God. Let me just pray as we close. Ephesians 1.18 I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Amen. Well, thanks again for tuning in to today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you're keen to find out more about us as a church whānau, you're welcome to go to coast.org.nz or of course we'd love to meet you in person. We meet at 10am at Aurewa College on the beautiful Hibiscus Coast and you're more than welcome. Be blessed and have a great day.